Have you ever wondered why people seem to repeatedly attract narcissists? Like over and over. We've done videos before talking about narcissistic magnet, but we're going to take a different spin on it this time because we're going to talk about narcissists and do they target super empaths? Maybe you're curious about the connection of what does it actually look like between super empaths and narcissists? How does it actually break down and why are they the most attractive to narcissists and are they? So if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations and your guide in the Clarity Challenge. It's a 45-day process that we've scripted out to help you break out of the trauma bond, eradicate the rumination, and, and work on the triggers on a day-to-day -day basis so it no longer has control over you. Don't take my word for it. Go to claritychallenge.net today to be able to listen to other survivors that have gone through the challenge, that have broken free, that have stepped into peace and freedom of being able to be free from the narcissist's grasp. Well, I want to be able to talk to you today about narcissists and super empaths. Like I mentioned before, we've done videos about narcissists and people being like narcissistic magnets, where it seems like you just attract them, right? And so when we step into this realm of super empaths, it's not one that's talked about a ton, and it's not one that a lot of people understand very well, including me. So we're going to break it down just a little bit. When you look up the aspect of super empath, there is a lot of different ideas out there. I've kind of boiled down some of it so we can give at least a little bit of a definition of what it looks like, and we'll go from there. Okay, so a couple of things that people said, like with a super empath, is you can dial your emotions up and down. Like you can ramp them up, the empathy levels go up, the ramp levels go down. Typically, this will happen after prolonged abuse. It's like they're like finely tuned to other people's feelings and emotions. Okay. Now, one that seemed to be like a popular one between different websites was just you attract narcissists. I'm like, that's not super helpful of defining a super empath by attracting narcissists, but that's what a couple of them came up with. Um, other ones is like you can see the situation from both sides. Like you can put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like you might be able to play devil's advocate or you might be able to see like, oh, well, I understand why they did this, even though like it's, it's abusive or even though it's like hurting. Uh, you might be the place where you're self-aware, but it's at a level where it's critical. Okay, well, a critical self-aware where you end up tapping into other people's self like emotions, but then also being mindful of like your mental state of how you can influence them. Uh, like there might be different pieces where people do like shadow work on themselves of like understanding what's there, but you're aware that there's a bias. Understanding like you're seeing the you're seeing the world through a different lens, so you're very critical about some of that self-awareness. Um, sometimes they also say like um, super empaths also have a strong sense of identity um, of having an idea of like how to be able to have the insight to change their behavior, understand the strengths and weaknesses, different aspects like that. Uh, but then it also says with a lot of them that they're super they're people pleasers. Uh, I, I, have a I have a hard time like struggling with that because like uh, a piece of identity and then sacrificing that to please other people doesn't ever seem to match up in my book. But um some people they come across as being people pleasers uh offering advice without asks giving their opinions when you don't want it of like saying like oh this is what's going on but with a um super empath it's like going a little bit farther of like pleasing other people okay um highly in tune with other people's emotions different aspects like that okay we're not going to dive into all those because honestly it's very muddied when we look it up there's a lot of differences between different people's opinions about super empaths and it's not super clear okay not super clear anyways so super empaths oftentimes we'll just describe it like this as individuals have an extraordinary capacity for empathy 
oftentimes placing other people's needs above their own. For me, I'm not sure I would differentiate super empath with empath. Uh, maybe it's just like oh, they have more empathy than other people. But anyways, narcissists, on the other hand, we know they thrive on receiving this attention, this admiration, and oftentimes don't have any empathy at all. They're lacking empathy, unwilling to engage with empathy, all different aspects. Okay, the combination of this is extremely dynamic and toxic because it's like filling a void for a narcissist. Let me actually go after this person who fills this area of giving me attention because of the empathy that they have. So oftentimes it gets used and abused of trying to be able to manipulate another person. So think of it this way. You might have someone or maybe you that's been identified as a super empath. And you find yourself repeatedly drawn to relationships with narcissistic men due to your natural inclination to care for others. Now, sometimes for people, this is like natural of like, you care for others, you want other people to change and develop, you want people to grow, like you want all this positive stuff. But what happens is you continue to do that to the detriment of yourself, thinking like, if I do this, it'll help other people. If I do this, like it'll help this person. If I do this, maybe they'll even accept me. There's all different types of pieces there. But what happens is you have this attraction of polarized energies, like the opposites attract, right? Like this piece here, the intense empathy of a super empath might be magnetic to a narcissist who seeks admiration and validation. So this one person has empathy, the narcissist is like, ooh, you can fit this void of, I need your attention, I need your admiration, I need your loyalty, I need all eyes on me, I need all the attention. And you're like, oh my gosh, yes, let me help you. And basically it's kind of like you like bow down and serve this other person. Okay, the, the empath's willingness to give and to nurture aligns with the narcissist's desire to receive attention. Like you have to remember when we talk about supply, we're talking about receiving attention or getting a reaction, like getting something from you. It doesn't have to always be this positive, wonderful, nice, like loving thing. It could just be anything. It could be a reaction. It could be a response. It could be poking you enough to get a response is still supply. And so you need to understand like this initial attraction can set up the stage for a very challenging relationship because you're going after this person or you're enter, enter, entering into this relationship trying to help this person. And they're like, yep, keep it going because I get this attention from you. So why not? Let's keep this moving so that I can actually get what I want from you. So think of it this way, a super empath nurturing um, nature oftentimes might attract them to the person who's becoming not just dependent on them, but is relying on that emotional support to the degree of like, at least I don't have to fill that void because you're filling that, okay? Kind of like this piece is feeding me, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Now, the problem is we move into the vulnerabilities and the manipulation because the narcissist is exploiting right? Exploiting you, exploiting the empath's vulnerabilities and manipulating into believing that you are the solution. Here's the piece that a lot of people struggle with, with any aspect of empathy is you start to believe that you are the solution for the narcissist. You start to believe that you are the only thing that can fix the narcissist. You start to believe that you are the only person that understands them, that gets them, that is able to actually work through this problem to find the healing for them. Can I tell you something? You're not. Even from a coach's perspective and working with thousands of clients now, part of the aspect is you have to understand you have to be a leader, not a savior. 
There's times I would want to save people from their relationship. I'd want to save people from the issues that were going on in different coaching calls and environments. And all it did was try to get them to conform to a moment where they would do something or act or make a decision, but it wouldn't actually change anything because it didn't come from them. And when you start to go into a relationship and you think you can change that person, it's honestly really self-conceited. Like, ooh, you're pushing on my toes. Yeah, that's how I was. Because I wanted someone to change so much. I wanted someone to grow or work through the things or to get out of the relationship so much. I'd want to push and push and push. And when they didn't change and when it didn't stick and when it didn't work out, then I'd be like, blame myself or bummed out. It's the same thing that you're doing in the toxic relationship. You're trying to fix him. You cannot fix him. It is not your job. You're not a human fixer. But you can show up by leading your life. And out of the overflow of how you lead, that person either chooses to rise or not. They choose to move forward and to grow or not. The hard part is when you start to think that you are the solution. It's not true. And so you get to the place where your desire to help and to heal leads to this ongoing cycle of like, I just want to make them feel better. I just want to work with them. I just want to help them. I love them so much. I get it. But you're also sacrificing any love that you have for yourself by putting up with the abuse. You can't say you love another person so much, but you're sacrificing your own self-love. Like, well, that's selfless. If I love this person so much, I should give everything to this person. You don't have anything to give if you don't actually have cultivated good self-love in your own life. Like you don't have a good, healthy version of what love even looks like because you're not even taking care of yourself. Sometimes you'll have a super empath that feels this deep sense of responsibility to fix narcissistic partner, to fix his emotional issues, leading you to tolerate the behavior. That is ultimately eroding your self-worth and ultimately destroying you. So what do we need to do? We need to understand the patterns, the dynamics that are happening in this cycle. You need to prioritize your own well-being, setting healthy boundaries, seeking healing from the effects of the toxic relationship, understanding that it's not your job to fix another person. Understanding, hey, I've actually been through multiple relationships with a narcissist. There might be something here. Maybe I need to work on this. Maybe if there's something attracting them, maybe I need to fix what's actually attracting them. Now, this is a hard part because then people are like, oh, he's victim shaming. I'm not victim shaming. I'm just saying, hey, what are the facts? The facts that you've been with five different people that have been narcissistic. You don't want this, but it keeps happening. So we need to change something. If we don't change something, nothing's going to change and you're going to continue the cycle. Do you want to keep continuing the cycle? No? Okay, then let's talk. Because until we break the cycle, it's going to keep happening. And until you get so frustrated with the fact that like, okay, I'm a super empath or I'm an empath and I keep having these narcissistic relationships, until you get so tired of that that you're willing to do something about it to change that, it's going to keep happening. This is the process of understanding the cycles that you're in, the stories that you believe, the beliefs that you have, the laws, the regulations, the rules, the thought process, the ideas that you have that keep you stuck will continue to keep you stuck unless we actually change those. Unless we work on those to break those free. 
Till we work on those who change the mindset that you're not there to fix somebody. You are there to lead yourself. And out of that, they will either rise or they will not. It's the options you have. If we can be helped with that, then reach out. Go to rawmotivations.com. Would love to talk to you. Would love to help you break the cycle that you're currently in of continuing to have this happen over and over and over again. Do narcissists target super empaths? Yeah. Do they target non-empaths? Yeah. Do they target anybody? Yeah. And a lot of times it's not just who they target, but it's who's willing to receive the toxicity. Oftentimes you're willing to receive way more than what you should because you haven't had the depth of you working on you with the self-love, with the self-care, with the boundaries to protect yourself from giving too much to a person that doesn't care.